Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to start today's episode with a song. I'm not singing to heal my lungs. I'm just congratulating myself. So I think it goes a little bit like this. Congratulations and celebrations. I don't know the rest of this song. Who even sang it? Was it Cliff Richard? I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not into English music. I am actually a little bit like, you know, when I was at university and as, as I was growing up as a teenager, I was into like wham. I loved Wham. I'm a Wham girl. Yes. George Michael. I was totally in love with. I really was. Careless Whispers and all that. So I wouldn't I'd, I'd take that back. Actually, I, I can't say I'm not into English music. I know a lot, a fair bit of English music. But if I was to describe my preferred genre of music, it would be Bollywood. Yeah, Bollywood over Bangra, which is Bangra. So glorified. Bangra. <laughs> Bangra. 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 Bangra, bangra. God, it's so bad how this generation, my generation and generations underneath me can't speak the lingo. It's really bad because we're going to lose it at one point, aren't we? We're just going to lose all of our culture and all of our language. And why did I even start this? The congratulations, wasn't it? And the congratulations. Why? Kyuki. Drum roll. I have hit episode 30. That includes uh, Double Trouble, Mama Me, but I've done 30 episodes And I think I started this back in March. We're almost at the end of the year. I cannot believe by the time I blinked six times, it'll be Christmas. Um, And I actually can't believe me as a person has lasted this long on the podcast. Uh, If you know me, you know me well. And if you've been following my podcast journey, you will know that I don't stick with anything. I don't. (laughs) I've actually found another friend recently And she's exactly the same. (laughs) We're just very ditzy, both of us. And she's very, very unkempt (laughs) is probably the best way to put it. And (laughs) we (laughs) we both have tidy cupboards, untidy cupboards. We both don't stick to anything. And (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, you're exactly like me. So (laughs) um, to me, for me to have stuck to doing this podcast for 30 episodes probably means a lot of things. It means that I'm enjoying doing them. The reason I started doing these podcasts was for my mental health. It was to give myself props to kind of give me the confidence to realise that Missy D, the radio presenter that the whole world seems to love and adore, has still got it. Because there was one point in my life when I thought I haven't got it. I had lost all my mojo. I'd lost my confidence. I'd lost the belief in the entertainer that I am, the broadcaster that I am, the radio presenter that is adored by so many and that has 
and I'm, I'm blowing my own trumpet here, but I have to say it, man, that has changed people's lives. And I'll still say the same thing today on episode 30. I still, on a daily basis, on social media, get messages from so many people, just random, random fans that still go, Missy, oh my God, I love you. I miss you. I need you back on the radio. You, you were the best thing ever on radio. And why are you not on radio? And you changed my life. You made my life happy. You made my life better just by the random stuff that you said on radio. And I, I, I kind of try and chip away and go, you're like, why did you like me so much? And it comes down to me being a, a human, I think. I think that's the gist of it. They were like, it's just the way you spoke. You just spoke from the heart. You spoke openly. You spoke honestly. And you can give a flying fuck <laughs> about trying to be a prim and proper broadcaster. You just wanted to help people. You just wanted to make my day better. You truly, Dilsi, wanted me to enjoy my journey to work, dropping off the kids in the kitchen. We loved you. And I'm like, it's not bad. It's not that if. But um, I, I take it. Why should I not? Why should I not own my shit? Why should I not say, yeah, man, that is me. I, I am. I am an influencer, but not an influencer like those Nambi Pambi Bagwas people on the social media going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me and uh, in, in my twatty clothes with my twatty face that's been done a million times over with my fake hair and my fake lashes. And look at me, I'm selling this, um, I don't know, whatever they're selling. And you should buy it because I just used it on my eyelashes. Not that kind of an influencer. <laughs> I just think an influencer in the way of making people's lives better and happier. And that's what I live for. And I know it's hard for people to, to fathom that, to understand that, because they don't get that. People don't get me. They don't understand the fact that I walk around saying, I am God. I am God. God says, be good, do good, get good, help people, be human, be kindness, be love, be happiness. That is what God says. All those people that go to God's house say, please, God, can you make me happy? Please, God, can you do this for me? Please, Well, God can't do it for you. you got to do it for you. It's all going to come to you if you give it. If you give dilse, if you give kushise, if you give from the depths of your heart, from not wanting anything, you are going to reap so much back. And it's not like you do it to get back anything. I don't. Honestly, I don't. I do everything dilse and I... Love it. So I know the power of the Missy uh, when I was on the radio and Missy D will be back on the radio. That I promise you. I promise you, promise you, promise you. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know where. Um, I, all I know is that I don't want to do a commute <laughs> and I don't want to be working in some like hardcore um, radio place where it's all politics. That that I know for sure. But I do know that I will be working on radio in some capacity somewhere. Guess it, kaha that we'll find out whenever uh, as they say picture to abhi baki hai yaro <laughs> this is just the trailer <laughs> and this is i think this is the trailer the 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 journal of missy d 3.0 um has been a trailer for the future of missy d and you know all these words that come out of my mouth and all these podcasts that i do i promise you i think i probably um produced probably one of them um, but the rest of them are just nilly willy, come, <laughs> nilly willy. Who made that saying up nilly willy? 
Nilly Willy. What does it mean? Let me find out. <laughs> but the rest of them are all like natural. Like they come out of my, I've, I said this, I think last week, they come out from my heart through my brain because my brain's got to process my heart thoughts and then it comes out the mouth, right? I'll talk about that stuff in a minute. Uh, uh, Nilly Willy. Nilly Willy. <laughs> Nilly Willy. I don't know what it means. Ah, meaning of willy-nilly in English. Of course, it was going to be an English saying, wasn't it? If something happens willy-nilly, it happens if the people... Sorry, it happens even if the people who are involved do not want to, it to happen. Both sides were drawn willy-nilly into the conflict without any order. She threw her clothes willy-nilly into a drawer and willing and reluctant. Oh, this is what I need. Where did the term willy-nilly come from? Willy nilly comes from the obsolete phrase, will I, nil I, or I am willing, or I am unwilling. The original definition, whether one likes it or not, gradually evolved into today's meaning. Along the way, variations of willy nilly included nilly willy, willing nilling, and William nilium. Bakwas. <laughs> I know I keep speaking Hindi today, don't I? It's what it is of uh, uh, this. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who she speaks Hindi a lot, man. She's not from India, but she always busts in Hindi. And then as she speaks Hindi, I speak Hindi. And I think it's really good because I'm picking up on the Hindi, actually. I'm trying to incorporate the Punjabi into her her mindset, but she can't stand the Punjabi. But I'm, I'm, st- I'm still working on it. So, yeah, let's go back to me. Uh, we're on episode 30. I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about today, but I think it works well, no? I mean, you tell me. Of course, I, I keep forgetting to tell you uh, the email address on every episode, don't I? The journal of Missy D dot, no, the journal of Missy D at gmail.com. Yeah, some people do email that, you know, or you can contact me on all social media, which I don't even have to tell you because after every episode, I always get like a message on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and stuff. Not so much on TikTok, but yeah, mostly I'd say Facebook and Insta. I always get instant reactions, even sometimes like before, like Missy, when's your podcast coming out? And I I still can't uh, comprehend in my head how many people listening and where they're listening from. And like people contact me and I had an old fan contact me the other day. Oh, how did that just get into my shirt? An old fan contacted me and she, lovely words, lovely words. And uh, she said about, oh God, where is it? Let me just, let me, let me get that message out because she replied this morning with such a lovely message and I'm sure she won't mind me sharing. Oh yeah, I won't say her name, but this is what she said. Uh, she said, hey, Missy D, this was in November right it is november is it november yes it's november this is a, a week ago hey missy d i can't believe i recently found you again after some 20 years of having missed you on radio i've been listening to your podcast and ramblings and love hearing about your healing journey so many things resonate i've been through some illnesses if my of my own and it opened my eyes to a lot of things that you talk about so thank you for speaking out so openly so ha you see i i i'm so proud of myself that i say stuff and this lovely person is saying do you know what what you say is so true because sometimes often I sit here going oh my god I know I'm talking shit but it's good shit but good shit look it's travel to this person and they're going hey I was ill but what you say makes bloody sense mate and then 
then she asked me something. So I won't go into that. Right. Um, and then I messaged her to say, thank you so much. And all this stuff and whatever. And then she said down the bottom here somewhere. I'm so sorry to hear because I told her that I was ill and she goes, I hope you feel better soon. If there's anything I could do, check out Luke Coutinho and his videos, which I think, I think sister-in-law Ranj told me about as well. Might not my sister-in-law, my sister, sister-in-law, but I just call her my sister-in-law because it's easier. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm not even married, but she's my sister-in-law. I actually call her, call her Benji. And she also says Rangan Chatterjee. Yeah, Rangan Chatterjee I know of as well. And she says they both helped in her journey. And they, they, and this is the bit that I love. She says they pretty much endorse what you talk about on your podcast. And I wish you get well soon. So really, I'm not a waste of time. Because in my head, I've been, I've not been kind to myself. I've realised I put myself down quite a bit on this podcast and saying, listen, mate, if you don't want to listen to my shit, jog on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I do mean it to those haters because they've got to be haters that come on here as well. Because like I said to you, I've got not I've not got a, a nice pool of people from my past. Um, there are a lot of people out there looking for my downfall still. And but I'm not going to pay any attention to those. So I again, this was only a week ago. So um, I'm not kidding you when I tell you that I get people on a daily basis saying, Missy, you make sense. You've changed my life. You made my life really happy when you were on Club Asia Radio. I think Club Asia Radio is the main, main one where uh, the whole momentum of Missy D. Well, that's where Missy D was born, right? Because before that, I was Ritu. I was Ritu. Then I was Ritu D. Then I became Missy D. Uh, and then Missy D lives on like a legend. I mean, I'm a fucking legend. <laughs> and I, I watched Rob B, Rob B. Uh, me and mum got well confused with this because I was trying to explain to her that, that, that the one who died and was the actor and committed suicide. That was, yeah, that was Robin Williams, wasn't it? I still till this day. Because I still get confused between Renbeer and Renvir in Bollywood. Right. So Robbie Williams is the boy from Take That. And then you have Robin Williams, who was the actor who, oh, my God, had amazing films out there. He was the most amazing actor and human, I would say. And Robin Williams really touched my heart. And I was devastated when he took his own life. But uh, I get it. I actually get it. And I watched the episode one of the limited edition series on uh, Netflix of Robbie Williams. Uh, and it was more, it wasn't like a docu, it was a kind of docu, but it's a docu on him going back to thousands and thousands of hours of footage of his footage that he's not seen. So we went on a journey with Robbie and I'm like, wow, that is me. Although it wasn't on that scale, obviously he had thousands and thousands and thousands of fans. Um, I didn't have it on that, like millions of fan scale, but I had thousands and thousands and thousands of fans. And I understood just by watching him how frenzied my fans could become just over a person in their life that they adored and loved. Um, and there's two, a, a double edged sword to this, right? Sword, 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 sword. Which which, which one is it? I don't know. Um, number one, I always think, I mean, Robbie was even saying, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was a 16 year old that joined Take That 
and I joined a, a boy band because I just had no interest in school and I just wanted to have some fun. And it started off as fun. And then he's now, I think he said he was 50 or almost 50. And now he's reflecting on it going, oh my God, I didn't know where that joining of that take that band would catapult me into. And he went through mental health issues, alcoholism, drug taking. And I know they always kind of always associate being a rock star, superstar with taking drugs. I can tell you I've never taken drugs. I would not be even enticed to take any type of ecstasy pill or cocaine. Um, marijuana. OK, marijuana. I'm not saying I've smoked marijuana because I just don't like the smell of it. I have taken marijuana and I've taken the good shit in Amsterdam. I've told you this, right? And that was for medicinal purposes and it bloody works. If they legalise marijuana in the UK, I will be the first at one of those coffee shops uh, with my bag because I've got a volcano bag and I think it's absolutely amazing. <clears throat> I have, <laughs> But other than that, I'm not really touched drugs. Yes, I do have... Um, pharmaceutical drugs, blood pressure tablets. And oh gosh, my leg, my ankle for the last three days, uh, I have been nursing a really, really, really bad ankle. Felt like it was going to come out of his socket only because I decided to clean my wardrobes. That's another whole story, which I'll talk about maybe. Um, but um, yeah, I had uh, something called an anti-inflammatory called naproxen. Uh, that can be addictive, but I didn't get addicted. Uh, oh, my God. Knocked me for six, but it really, 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 really helped me. And not only that, what else helped me was my mum. My mum's magic hands. My mum can massage an injured part of your body and she will put a finger on this part of whatever it is. And you can probably say, like, my 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 uh, my pain is in my, say, my thumb. But she'll end up massaging the end of your little finger and you'll go, no, 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 the pain's in the thumb. She goes, yeah, but the pain is coming from here. She can tell the exact precise location of where your pain is coming from, what ligament has been torn or twisted or inflamed, and she will massage and, and she will fix you. And I've missed a big opportunity here to be my mum's pimp. I was like, oh my God, we could have started a business, business called Magic Hands and we could have been raking it in. And you know what? She's going to be 80 next year. And it's still not too late, isn't it? Because I'm sure I read about this woman in India who's 80 and started her own Thai business. And there's another, I don't know, I wouldn't say her age because I don't know. I know she's a, a, a grandma and her grandson is training her. And I'm sure she's thrown javelin in the Olympics. I'm sure. So life, life, um, you can never predict life and you can never kind of, um, kind of lock it off and say that's it right I'm 80 I'm 70 I can't do this you can do what the hell you like I've already told you that woman uh, forgot what her name is she's 101 or 102 and she's an iconic fashion influencer I absolutely adore her and I want to be like her I've, I've told you her name before but I can't quite remember it right now oh it just came to the top of my head then uh at full at full something at full let me see Hold on, Insta, Insta, Insta. Let's have a look. I think I'm sure it's Apple. Yes, Iris Apple. She's a, how old is she? The balloon, 102. She's 102 years of age. You have to check her out. I truly, truly, truly uh, would love to be her. She's absolutely fabulous. So don't ever think you can't do anything. My mum does go around 
They're saying, oh, I'm going to be 80, you know, and I won't be able to do this, this, this. I'm like, you can do what the hell you like, really. So, yeah, she's got magic hands and maybe I should still start that business. My ankle. Um, So I've been pretty pissed off lately because I've gone from one thing to the other thing to the other thing to the other thing. So I went from Anfield, Manchester, football match, as you know, three days later, boom, got coronavirus. Coronavirus got six days of double lines. Doctor told me, don't worry about coronavirus. Worry about after coronavirus. Jesus Christ, did it knock me for six. Uh, Three weeks after that, I have been so, so ill that on week three after having coronavirus, I was at 52 oxygen, lying in my bed, using all my oxygen cylinders and uh, uh, thinking I'm on my deathbed. This is it. That's it. I'm going to die. Mum's crying her eyes out again. I'm going to tell you to the A&E. I'm going to call the ambulance. I'm like, no, you're not. That was at three o'clock in the morning. And um, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't take a shower. Uh, I couldn't walk. It was just absolutely crazy. But when I go down with an infection, that's what happens. I'm just kind of giving you a picture of a, a day in the life of uh, Missy D, the the super rock star legend radio presenter, but also a disabled uh, chronic lung disease sufferer. <laughs> so honestly, I couldn't put my own knickers on. I couldn't get changed. I couldn't even. I couldn't even like uh, we got a car charge. You know what a car charge is? A car charge is like an electronic scraper. Th- it's, it takes the, the you know, we've got um, enclosures for our showers. So we use an electronic uh, window cleaner thing uh, instead of like a wiper thing. You know what those window wiper things where you get all the water off. We use an electronic version. I couldn't do that because I was so huffy puffy. I thought I was going to pass out. So I couldn't. Uh, do that. It was absolutely awful. Then after that, I started suffering from chronic fatigue. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. I had to cancel on one weekend. I had three functions actually that I had to be involved in. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had to cancel, and I was so pissed off. Uh, the week after that, I still didn't cancel one function, which was um, my cousin Rajwant, my sister Anu and uh, Avneet. Avneet being one of my newer friends. Love her to bits. She's absolutely amazing. Love her. Uh, she's from Delhi and uh, she's she hasn't got a really strong Indian accent, but it's a nice singing accent. I love it. And uh, so went there, but they I tried to be normal and by the next day i'd got messages from them going like you're not okay are you i'm like no so why did you come out well because i just didn't want to be disabled in a a disabled piece of shit so i came out but it was quite frustrating and really hard to do Ow, sorry i'm gonna ah every time i move my ankle it feels like my socket's gonna come out although it's much better much much better than it was three days ago so then went to that and then uh, my bioresonance machine woman decided that I needed to have folic acid folate. So I started taking folate. What did that do? That made me bleed. Oh my God, like nobody's business. Like I was going, I went back to the days of when I was bleeding day in, day out. It was clots, bleeding, awful, awful, awful. So that happened. Um, and then Diwali happened. I was kind of... Getting there with Diwali, I actually walked into the mandir and the gurdwara without my oxygen. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm on the road to recovery. I wasn't, can't say I wasn't huffy puffy, but I had um, the John, the John, John, the, uh, the, how would you put it? 
the energy energy and willpower to go in without my oxygen i did it and then 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 on monday just gone i decided i've not decided now recently for the last six months year i've been wanting to do my wardrobes a because i need to get rid of shitloads of clothes b they're just a bloody mess mate all my indian clothes english clothes it's all one big it's like a big spaghetti junction in my wardrobes i'm the type to wear something chuck it in it's like a teenager's cupboard it's really bad and then shrinky friend when i told her this is what my cupboard is and what it looks like and then she came back with videos of her wardrobes i was like no wonder you're a shrink no wonder you're a shrink chalk and cheese me and her my clothes all over the place like a jungly janvur <laughs> and hers oh my god everything pristine in different sections and she was like oh these are my dresses oh these are my shalwar kameez these are my trousers and she opened up her postures and these the, they were like little neat little circle things of socks underwear bras and all that and i'm like oh my god <laughs> what am i what might be doing being your friend we are definitely two different people but it, i was like wow that shows the state of my brain versus your brain my brain is very very confused and muddled and all over the place and your brain is perfect and boxes and tick boxes and all perfectly arranged in your head how crazy is that so i mean in my brain in my heart in my brain you know i could do this i got up on monday and i was like right if you don't start putting out these hangers now ritu you're never going to do it and i had to really 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 get my mindset sorted that you're going to sort your cupboard out today and i've just i've got i recently had mirrored like doors put in it's like a big built-in cupboard um and they that was the main hanging sections under there i've got three drawers i've got two three uh like planks of wood for sections there i've got two side doors loads of shit in there on my jogging bottoms and my jackets and my bagwas and my shit and my medicines and up the top are all the indian clothes sari suits lengas all that all just dumped in there like just screwed up and thrown in it's really 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 bad so so okay i i i did an almighty uh how do they say what's that film called dum lagake heisha I was like, dum lagake heisha, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And pulled it all out, man. Pulled all the hangers out, started on the, the shirt side. Then I did the trouser side. An hour into it, I was tired, but, you know, it's fine. And then um, two hours into it, I'd got my laptop, played music. Thought if I keep some peppy music going on, I'll have the energy to do it. By hour two, I was more exhausted than hour one. By hour three, I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. And I had to sit down because I'd been on my feet. I didn't sit down at all, been on my feet. I didn't walk around so much. My, my room is tiny. Walked in there, walked outside a little bit uh, to put things outside and things and uh, fine. Uh, then I had to take my little doggy for his uh, booster injection. Uh, then I came back, I continued for another three hours. Uh, by 5, 5.30... I was like an old, old, old lady that's really ill and I was crawling. My legs had jammed, my body had jammed, my ankles were swollen, my feet were like really, really, really in a, a lot of pain. Oh, sorry. 
every time I move, I've told you this, just, but I don't know what it is. There's something wrong with my left ankle. Um, a lot of swelling and it's it's taken three days to even put any weight on it. I can put a bit of weight on it now, but I'm waiting for my mum to do another massage on it, which I'm going to do straight after this podcast. And then I've got to have lunch and then I've got another meeting at two o'clock. It's all Pete Tong today, honestly. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I went to sleep and I was tired. I was exhausted. And mum was like, you did too much I'm like, well, if I don't do it, you lot have got an issue with it because my mom's always got an issue. Aren't you going to sort your cupboard out? <laughs> and I was sort my cupboard out. Oh, you're doing too much. So what do you want me to do? Get someone to help you. Who's going to help me? Like, you're old, mate. Y- you do this. You're going to be just as ill as me. So I was like, you can't help me. Get your sister to help you. I'm like, my sister hasn't got any time. She's got a kid and she's got work and like nobody really has got time to help anyone, really. There's a lot of people out there that will say, I'll help you. I'll help you. At the end of the day, I'm not being negative. The realistic person in me, no one's going to really help me, are they? No one's going to give me six hours of the day to say, hey, Missy, you sit on the bed. You tell me what you want me to do and I will do it. I'll do the physicalities physicalities of it all. Number one, you ain't going to find number, someone like that. Number two, do I really want someone to do the work for me? Okay, I've, I, sta- I, I have accepted the fact I'm not physically able meaning disabled do I want to accept the fact that I'm a disabled bitch no I don't so I want to try and do what any able-bodied person will do and that's what I did what happened though preceding that uh sorry my back's got it even a little bit as well let me just put my chair forward falling apart I am my whole body's actually aching since Monday and I kid you not I had cramp in my legs and my feet on the hour every hour at one point two o'clock in the morning, uh, my f- right foot. So this is my right foot. My left one is the damaged one. But my right foot, it kind of curled inwards. Like a, like imagine a C, but inwards. Like the devil had taken over it. And I was massaging and massaging. And I was like, ah, 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 ah. And then th- about three o'clock, it took me a whole hour to uncurl the curl. And I thought, should I wake my mum up? Do I need to do something here? I thought that's not fair that I wake her up. So I just left it. And I just kind of sat in my bed, kept massaging uh, my the back of my calves. If you felt them, you could feel the inflammation and the fact that they were bruised. Like someone got a hammer and, you know, hit me in my calves and in my ankles. Oh, my God. It was absolutely awful. So and the next day. I promise you, I couldn't walk. I couldn't put my left foot on the ground because every time I put weight on it, I felt like the ankle socket was going to pop out. Um, and I don't know what happened. Uh, everyone keeps going, well, what did you do? What happened? I'm like, I did nothing. I didn't even walk. But what I do know is that I, I was stood on my feet doing little, little shuffles, walking to the wardrobe, to the bed, wardrobe, bed, uh, back to the landing, put a few things in the black bag. Nothing major at all. But it, but normally I'm what they call sedentary. Is it sedentary? Sedentary? Sedentary. Sedentary. Let me see. I told you. Very creative, but not very good. At posh words. Sedentary. Sedentary. How do you say it? Let me hold on. Sedentary. Ah, sedentary. Thank you, Google. Sedentary. No, what does it mean again? It means that. Tending to spend too much time seated, somewhat inactive. 
So, yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm inactive because I am active around my house, meaning I walk around the house. I'm not very active in I don't take the dog for a walk once a day, not even once a day. Forget twice a day. He probably gets once or twice a week, if that. Uh, but he gets a lot of exercise in the house. And before you call the RSPCA, I have spoken to every vet and said, everyone berates me because I don't take my dog for a walk every single day. Uh, do you think I'm being cruel to my dog? And they said, no, because you have a Lassa Apso. And they show me a million times. Do you see your Lassa Apso's, your Ishki's legs? I'm like, yeah. Hey, it goes, they are very short legs. Dogs normally need exercise if they've got longer legs. Um, and obviously, if they're of a bigger breed, they will need exercise and fresh air. Does he get fresh air? Yes, he gets fresh air. He goes out to the garden and he never returns. <laughs> so then that is fine. And I do fetch fetch with him, dear vet. And uh, is that OK? Yes, it is. But I should record these conversations because my sister berates me all the time and says that you are being cruel to your dog. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And after all... <laughs> And they say that dogs always kind of uh, mirror their, their owners. So I'm a lazy cow, man. OK, I take that back. I've got to be much nicer to myself. I'm not a lazy cow. I am not able. So not being able makes me disabled and being disabled can sometimes be uh, it can be it can be tiring and it can be testing. So I do my best. Some weeks I can go, 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 go. Some weeks I can't go, 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 because it's just really, really hard. So I'm not being cruel to my dog. Let's establish that. Yeah. Why this conversation started. Oh, yeah. The cupboard. So it's now Thursday. I'm recording my podcast. Normally I record it by Tuesday, Wednesday. But I've been in so, so, so much pain. Um, even my reflexology woman came on Tuesday. She was like, oh, my God, it's so, so inflamed. What did you do? I'm like, I didn't think. Uh, um Nikki, I did nothing. So anyway, uh, she did a massage. Mum massaged, bless, every couple of hours on my legs. And even this morning, last night, everything. And if it wasn't for my mum's magic hands, I wouldn't be standing today. Not that I can still stand. I'm still limping. The pain has gone down 75%. Yesterday, it was at 40%. I've still got 25% 25 to go. Sorry, um, it is really painful. Every time I try to move my foot, even when I just try to lift it, it feels like the ankle is not supporting uh, my foot. Like it literally is going to fall out. But uh, everything is temporary. I will get over it. But uh, I just wanted to kind of give you a glimpse of, of the kind of shit that I've had to deal with. One thing after the other, after the other. I have not been well since that getting that coronavirus so luckily I didn't die because, again, loads of people have gone, oh, my God, Missy, you're going to die, you know, because you've got a lung problem. Go to hospital. I'm like, no, I'm not going to hospital. They're going to intubate me, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so now my sister is um, in America. She's somewhat, somewhat being annoying uh, and telling me to go and have my fourth is it i've had four i've had one coronavirus injection and three boosters and she wants me to have the fourth booster i'm like i'm not doing it but you are vulnerable and you have a lung disease i'm like yeah and i've survived three coronavirus episodes and every time i get coronavirus my body builds up its own immunity to coronavirus because i've got the coronavirus within my body so it's making all this coronavirus whatever they are uh, so i don't need the fourth one but because she's coming from America uh, in a couple of weeks, yeah, a couple of weeks, um, 
she's big on trying to get me and mom to do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's all about positive mindset, really. So my mindset is not bad, people. But I wanted to share with you my physical journey that although my, my mental state is fine, oh my gosh, it has been quite a journey and I'm still on that journey. Uh, I was like nursing coronavirus, then I was nursing post-COVID, then I was nursing oxygen levels gone down, then I was nursing bleeding, now I'm nursing ankles. I have not had a break, not one break from being ill or having one illness or another illness or another illness to deal with. Uh, on top of that, a few issues with people in my life had to deal with that kind of stuff. It's just fucking life in it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> and it can, it can not be like that. You can make it not like this. And I've been reading my, my, uh, uh, uh what's the word? Acupuncturist. I can never remember my acupuncturist, Emma. Oh my God, I love her to bit. She's amazing, right? And uh, she was like, Re read and listen to Eckhart Tolle. And I tried. Um, I went back to her. I was like, Emma, I love you, right? But it's a little bit too much for me. Uh, but then she she said, okay, right, Missy, read this book. So I bought yet another book. Hold on, let me just, let me just count to you how many books I can see to my left and right that I bought already. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. And this is my 17th one. None of those 16 books are finished. But uh, she was like, read it. I'm like, okay, bought it. £10.99. And it's called How Your Mind Can Heal Your Body by David Hamilton. David Hamilton is actually Scottish Scottish can't do a Scottish accent me uh, and the man is making sense literally we all have the power and we've been through this on many podcasts my podcast your mind can heal your body your mind can make your life happy you can be love and if you are love you will attract the same love into your life if you are happiness and you are happy and you emulate the happiness that you are to other people then you will attract that happiness back in your life it's all one simple equation you become what you want like you are what you eat um, and it's a bit like you are who you are and if you want that person like you in your life um, then you have to be that person you have to love you to attract love you have to be kindness to attract kindness. You have to forgive to be forgiven, right? Uh, it's so simple. And this is how this David Hamilton has put it. And this is how Emma put it to me. She was like, look, when my kids were little, I used to, when they'd have a, like a cold or something like that, she would say to them, right, get into your little rocket and get into your rocket. And now let that rocket go up your nose, down your throat and stop down your throat. And you're saying you've got a sore throat. What do you see around your throat? And her little daughter would say, oh my God, mum, it's all like red and angry down here. I can see red neon lights and lots of green and yellow stuff, mum. It's awful. Like, so can we make it better? 
She was like, of course we can make it, make it, make it better. She goes, I can make it better. And and, her, and Emma would say to her daughter, right, how would you make it better? She goes, well, yeah, maybe we can like use some aloe vera. So if we kind of shower that area with aloe vera, it will soothe the redness and it will make the redness go away. And uh, mum was like, okay, then get some aloe vera. And how are you going to put the aloe vera on there? She goes, oh, easy. I'm just going to get a little hose pipe out of my spaceship. And we're going to just kind of like pour it over like, a you know, the, the fire engines do on a fire. And she was like, oh, that's amazing. And, you know, the power of imagination, the power of um, of, of being able to uh, visualise that kind of thing. And I was like, Emma, I'm shit at visualising. She goes, no, you're not. You just think you are because you are made to feel that you can't visualise. You you have the power to do what the, how you like. So uh, we all have the power and I have the power. I know that. And I'm sitting here on this healing journey since like last. Oh, gosh, my back. Sorry. It's last September. Uh, I kind of really hardcore jumped into the EFT thing, as you know. And then ever since then, I've been on this hardcore journey of of healing. And then I did talk to someone else. Who did I talk to? I can't remember. And they were like, weren't being horrible to me. They was like, right, Missy, you've been on this healing journey and you keep swimming around with I'm almost healed, almost healed, not really healed, gone through, going, going to the darkness, gone to the darkness gone through this, gone through that. Have you really healed? No, you haven't. Have things shifted? No, they haven't. Why haven't they shifted? Because you're doing the same fucking thing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you make sense. Who was it said? I can't remember who said that. Or was it me? I think I had that conversation with myself. I often talk to myself now. I used to talk to myself as a radio presenter a lot. And what I understand is this, absolutely spot on. Things haven't changed. So I've got, got to step this shit up. I've got to step it up. I have to start believing in me, believing in that I have the power to heal my body. I have the power to make my life what I want it to be. I've got to stop relying on people. I've got to stop uh, relying on books. I've got to stop relying on yeah, if I do this, then things are going to get great. Like I've got to stop relying on my bioresonance machine uh, on, I don't know, uh, on the reflexology and the acupuncture. They help somewhat, they do. But really, the only thing that can change my perception of life, the attraction of my life, the the illness of my life is me. By being positive, by visualising, by using the power of my mind. If I want to go out and play football with Shayan, my four and a half year old nephew, I can. But my somehow inside me, my mind is telling me, no, you can't. I have to overstep that, grab that. No, you can't. Fuck you in my mind and say, do you know what? Fuck you, motherfucker. I fucking can and I fucking will. So fuck off and leave me the fuck alone. That is a whole new ball game, And that I'm telling you is my next step to healing because I'm bored. I am bored, 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 bored of being ill. Illness after illness after illness and going around in the same fucking circle and hearing, oh no, she can't do that because she's ill. Oh, don't let me do that because she's ill. Oh no, you can't do that because you're not capable. Fuck off. I am capable because I'm going to make myself capable. So on that, on that note, (laughs) Uh, I'm just letting you know that is what my thought pattern is at the moment. I didn't know what my thought pattern was um, 43 minutes ago when I started this podcast because everything you've just heard has come out straight at my dill, my heart, 
my brain at my mouth. None of it pre-prepared. I had no clue what I was going to say, but that was a damned good podcast. Damned good. I'm going to love you and leave you and I will catch you same time, same place, Monday. Have a fun day. Missy D.